O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Do you mind if I talk to your parents just for a moment, just for a short second? I promised them I would give the homily to them primarily, and then afterwards talk to you. But first of all, welcome. Welcome to everyone who's visiting. Early, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, godmothers, grandmothers, spiritual mothers, favorite aunts. Special next-door neighbors, everybody. <clears throat> for now, for the next 30 minutes, we can forget about everything. And whether it be the, the cake and the caterer, or whether it be the dress and the veil, or the suit and the tie, or shoes, 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 whatever it is, we can just set it aside. The only thing that matters right now is God. The only thing that matters right now is the Blessed Sacrament. Along those lines, a few practical points. One is greetings and love from two, two dads. There are two dads who can't be here today, even though they would love to be. Um, one is Mr. Boozy Cruz, our headmaster at the school. He has to be with his mom uh, this weekend. And also Father McAfee, who's like our spiritual grandfather. So he loves you. And um, so we remember them. We pray for their moms, too. When it comes time for the little ones to come forward and receive Holy Communion, I want them to be able to be just focusing on Jesus and not the paparazzi in their lateral vision, you know? So you can stay in your pews and just be quiet. You can, there's plenty of time to take pictures after Mass. And then where would we be without saying thank you to everyone who deserves thanks, teachers and catechists and assistants and... Ms. Pennefather and Mrs. Johnson, Mr. Boozy Cruz, Ms. Weber, uh, all our Mr. Sensen, Mrs. Thunder, all of our singers, everybody. Uh, this is a, such a beautiful moment for for my priestly heart. It's it's one of the absolute best favorite moments in the whole year. After we get mass started, then it's my favorite moment. But it was a pleasure, a joy, to spend a lot of Thursday with you, whether it be in hearing all sorts of great, beautiful, holy confessions, or in even just time just talking, sometimes talking too much, uh, walking through uh, this Mass and rehearsing and just spending time together. It's very clear that God has touched a lot of hearts and, and you've been looking forward to this for a long time. I don't even know if you might not remember when you were really little. Do you remember times perhaps when you, your parents came up for Holy Communion and you didn't know what was going on? You just knew that you wanted that. Can I have that? Well, and now, I mean, it, you're so much older now and you understand so much more. You realize that, that Holy Communion isn't that. 
Holy Communion isn't a something. Holy Communion is Jesus. Holy Communion is someone. It's this incredible profession of faith, which means when you say you believe, that this really is God. Just like 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was walking and talking and eating and feeding, I don't think he ever made barbecue, but he cooked fish once on the side of the Sea of Galilee. He looked like a man. And he looked like just one of us. And then after the resurrection, everyone realized, his followers realized, he really is God. Doesn't look like God, but he really is God. And in the very same way, people who don't believe the Christian faith think that we're worshiping a piece of bread, that we're making a big to-do over just a symbol. And we know, no, 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 this is not a symbol. This really is God. God made visible. God made tangible. God who loves us so much, he wants to be inside of us. Not just in, in our mind and our thoughts, And not just in our heart and our affections, but he wants to be inside of us physically. Super substantially is the word we use. It's going to be understandable for a brief period of time, maybe a few weeks, hopefully not a few months, but you never know, that you'll be counting, this is my second Holy Communion. This is my third Holy Communion. And today you're focused on, this is your first Holy Communion. And you'll be thinking back about, I've re- I received Holy Communion, hold on, I received Holy Communion on Saturday, that was my first Holy Communion, and then the next day I went to church, because it was Sunday, that was my second Holy Communion, and then maybe in the next, you know, in the next few days, maybe at school Mass on the next Thursday, or maybe on a Saturday Mass with my family, or maybe certainly the next Sunday, that was my third Holy Communion. It's going to be so memorable, and even... Even when you're wearing regular nice clothes, not just the super, super nice clothes that you're wearing, you're going to be remembering back how many times you've received Jesus. At a certain point in time, you start to settle down, right? In the same way that you're not, for now, now you've already done your second confession, right? You're not going to be saying anymore, it's been a few months since my first confession. That's for, that's for kids, Right? Now it's, it's been a few weeks since my last confession. You're not going to be counting like you did as though it's brand new. But I hope and I pray that you're always going to be focusing on this Holy Communion, on this confession as the most sacred moment, as a time to encounter God. Now, quite a few of you know, especially if you're not visiting, you know that my mom is quite ill. We might have her around for a few more months. Last night I was talking to her about her first Holy Communion because she was in her 20s when she received first Holy Communion because she wasn't raised Catholic. And within a a few short months after her first Holy Communion, she was wearing a big long white dress because it was wedding time with my dad. So that, that beautiful white dress and that veil is something that Um, is going to have ever deeper significance for you as your life becomes consecrated to God. For my mom, it happened almost like that. But at this point in her life, she doesn't 
she doesn't think about the last Holy Communion she received, whether it, was, whether it was a few days ago or her first many years ago. Honestly, she doesn't even remember. The only thing she's focused on, the only thing she thinks about is her next Holy Communion. The next time she's able to receive Holy Communion. That's, that's the next big question. And at this point in time, it's a function of when does one of her priest's sons come over and bring Jesus with her? Because she's not even able to go to church anymore. There is a holy, holy, holy little girl who was alive less than 100 years ago named St. Maria Goretti. And in her little town in Italy, south of Rome, it was the custom for the first Holy Communion Mass to conclude with every little first holy communicant coming forward and telling the priest, telling the pastor what they had prayed for. Remember on Thursday I told you that before Mass today we would spend a little bit of time praying and that it would be a great opportunity to pray for all the people you love and all the people who love you and all the people who want you to pray for them. And that even to maybe do something like what priests do for each Mass, which is, which is to dedicate that Mass to someone, to offer up that Mass for someone as a, as a gift, as an offering. And so this priest, St. Maria Goretti's pastor, was asking all the little ones at the end of Mass, so what did you pray for? And some of them pray that they get to be, you know, you know marry someone beautiful. At, you know, when they grow up. Or some pray that they would get to be, you know, great and strong and successful in any variety of ways. And when little Maria got up there, the pastor asked her, and so, so Maria, what did, what did you pray for after you received Holy Communion? And she said, I prayed that I'd be able to receive him again. And the pastor said, yes, of course. Of course you did. That's lovely. Of course you did. But what did you pray for especially? And she said, all I asked for was that I would be able to receive him again. And the priest realized that that really is all she wants. All she wants is God. All this little saint wants is to be with Jesus. When, when priests wake up in the morning, Father Sian and I haven't had this conversation yet, so you know that I'm only speaking from personal experience. But when priests wake up in the morning, our thoughts tend to go immediately to, when's my Mass today? Because that's the focus of the day. Every day we offer Mass. There's no law that we have to offer Mass. In fact, at one point, Pope St. John Paul II said, having a law that priests are required to offer Mass every day is sort of like saying that there needs to be a law that spouses have to say, I love you, every day. There shouldn't have to be a law. The priest who, ha- who needs a law to force him to offer Mass every day doesn't understand his vocation. That's a slight paraphrase of what Pope St. John Paul II said. The point is, every priest offers Mass every day. That's the focus of his day. Nothing is right until Mass has been offered. And when a priest has been awoken, because Mass is at a time other than when he thought it would be, then the whole day is upside down. 
the rest of the day is. Because Mass is everything. Because God is everything. Jesus is everything. In a, in a similar way, your first Holy Communion is the focus of so much attention. And on, on those occasions when you're able to go to Mass and you're able to receive Holy Communion, it'll be a beautiful moment in your day. But for some of you, you when you get older, you're going to realize that being able to be at Mass and being able to receive Holy Communion isn't just a great thing for you. It's going to become the most important thing. And for some of you who are consecrated as sisters, as religious mothers, or some of you who are ordained as spiritual fathers, it'll become the only thing in your life. In a very similar way to right now, Jesus is the whole reason why we've done so much and why we're so happy and why this day won't, won't be forgotten long. Maybe by the time we forget this day, it's, it's going to be because we're almost in heaven and we're looking forward to seeing him face to face. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.